Today's reading is taken from Mark chapter 4, verses 21 to 34. Jesus said to them, Do you bring in a lamp to put it under a bowl or a bed? Instead, don't you put it on a stand? For whatever is hidden is meant to be disclosed. Whatever is concealed is meant to be brought out into the open. If anyone has ears to hear, let them hear. Consider carefully what you hear, he continued. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you, and even more. Whoever has will be given more. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. He also said, this is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces grain, first the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it because the harvest has come. Again, Jesus said, what shall we say the kingdom of God is like? What parable shall we use to describe it? It is like a mustard seed, which is the smallest of all seeds on earth. Yet when planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants with such big branches that the birds can perch in its shade. With many similar parables, Jesus spoke the word to them as much as they could understand. He did not say anything to them without using a parable. But when he was alone with his disciples, he explained everything. Good morning, welcome, lovely to see you. We're continuing this series, or we come to the end actually, of the series on Mark's Gospel. And the theme that we've been looking at throughout this term is servanthood, that Jesus was the servant, that we're meant to model our lives on the servant king. And we've looked at, um, if you think way back to May when Dan kicked us off, that Jesus was the servant king who lays down his life for us. Then we looked about calling and then compassion, and then forgiveness, and then freedom, and then we're all brought into God's new family. And the kingdom of God is this place where God reigns, where God is king, where God reign is supreme. And those things are signs of what the kingdom of God should look like. The sort of people that um, live in the kingdom should be doing these type of things. I'm sure the reality is, for most of us though, that we don't feel like the stuff we hear. We hear about the stuff we desire and we long for it. But if we're honest, we don't see God working in our life in those ways. We don't really feel like that servant-like. Or we don't feel we're full of compassion. Or we don't feel like we're called. Or we don't feel like we've been forgiven and we're people who are to forgive others no matter what they've done to us. Or we don't live in freedom. Or we don't feel like we belong to this new family, as Guy was saying a few weeks ago, that we're image bearers. We don't seem to feel like that. And life is still challenging for many of us. It could be maybe just a parenting issue you're dealing with, or a relationship, or a financial issue. But life is still challenging. And it often doesn't feel like that God is reigning in our life. But if that's where you are this morning, 
then these parables are for you. So before we continue, shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning for your words and we thank you for these, these parables, these, these pictures of your kingdom. And we pray, Lord, that whatever we need to hear this morning, that you would speak to each one of us by your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. A third of Jesus' teaching were parables. And they invite us to see life, not from our perspective, for our sort of experiences, but to see life from God's perspective. We always come to Scripture, we come to life with our own agendas and experiences, but parables show us God's perspective into the reality of life. If I was to sum up these parables of seeds in one sentence, it would be this. If you are walking with Jesus, whether you see it or not, God is at work in your life today. If you're walking with Jesus, whether you see it or not, whether you experience it or not, God is at work in your life today. The parables of the growing seed and the mustard seed, they follow the parable of the sower, which we were reflecting on last week. And I, and I guess the disciples were quite disillusioned. They heard that parable and they think, well, Lord, how are we going to do this? Who's ever going to come into your kingdom? You know, what, what the responsibility on our shoulders? You're saying most of the people that hear the gospel, um, they don't respond to it. And Jesus wants to try and explain something about the kingdom of God, something deep about the meaning of it, of how it works. If you think right back to May, where Dan started off this series, talking about um, Jesus, the servant king, and he made a sort of a comparison between Jesus and King Charles. And it was at the time when King Charles had just been coronated, and there were celebrations and parties and excitement all over the country as we were thinking about King Charles, our new king. And I didn't know this, but apparently when they start to print off coins for the new monarch, they change the way the profile is looking. So the way that um, Queen Elizabeth was looking, when the Prince of Coins for Prince Charles, he's facing the opposite direction. And the idea is to symbolize the new focus that the new monarch will have, which will be different to the one that went before. That Prince Charles, King Charles, will have this new focus from what Queen Elizabeth had before. And Jesus is speaking about the reign of God having a different focus to the kingdom of the world. The place where God reigns is slightly different. It's a different focus to our understanding of kingdom and rule and sovereignty. The invitation is to be part of God's kingdom. It's a place where there's peace, where there's joy, where there's transformation, where lives are changed for God. And Jesus says there's two things that you need to do if you want to be part of God's kingdom. If you want to see the kingdom grow and break out, and that's what Jess was speaking about earlier, you want to meet in groups, small groups, to pray for God's kingdom, to come in St. Saviors, to come in summary, to see our community change for Jesus. Jesus says there's two things you need to look for. The first is this. Learn to trust God in the silence. Learn to trust God in the silence. Jesus says this. This is what the kingdom of God is like. A farmer scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, whether the farmer sleeps, whether he gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though the farmer does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces grain. And Jesus gives an illustration from farming, from creation, to show us that the results of the kingdom, they're not about us. It's a work of God. 
Our job is to serve, to trust, to wait. I mean, we know that farmers don't just sit around doing nothing. They weed, they tender, they cultivate. But actually, Jesus is saying, the results of what happens is not down to you. It's a work of God. Our job is just to serve. And God does it in his own timing. It's about God. It's not about your timing. It's about God's timing. And the point of the parable is that the seed is already here. It's in the ground. It's already started. It's done. But you can't see it. It's below the surface. But something's happening below the surface because it doesn't depend on you. We get to be involved, but it's not about you. The responsibility doesn't lie with you. It's all about God. And I don't know about you, but it's such a a freeing feeling that although we have this, this responsibility, this mandate to do mission and evangelism and pray and share the good news of the gospel, the results aren't down to you or down to me. I find that really freeing as a vicar. You know, bringing this whole community to the God isn't down to me. The results aren't down to me. Wherever I sleep, wherever I get up, it's a work of God. It's about us seeking God's face. You may have heard of the 19th century evangelist, George Muller. When George Muller was um, a young man and he came to faith, he um, made a commitment to the Lord that he would pray every single day for five of his friends, that all five of them would become Christians. Soon after he gave his life to Jesus, two of his friends became Christians. They gave their life to the Lord. Then it was 10 years before the third one became a Christian. The fourth one didn't give his life to the Lord until just before George Muller died. It was probably the last sermon he ever preached that his fourth friend responded and became a Christian. George Muller never saw the results of his fifth friend. After he died at his funeral, his fifth friend responded and gave his life to the Lord. 60 years of faithful praying every day. And it wasn't after he died, his friend gave his life to the Lord. What a sign of faithfulness. Learn to be silent. Learn to trust God in the silence, even when you can't see what God's doing. Wonderful sign of faith. I was thinking about that story of George Muller, and I was thinking of how that reflects on us, how we deal with when we don't see results or we don't see something happen when we do a mission activity or a ministry or no one turns up. Have you ever done that? Have you, you arrived at something or have you tried to set something up and no one responds to it? And maybe you've given up hope. Maybe you're tired of waiting. Maybe you're wondering, where was God when I was going through that difficult experience? Maybe you're wondering, where is God now? Jesus says, even in the silence, God is still working. Even when everything looks so impossible, God is at work. And we see that in the life of some saviors, don't we? You know, for many years we prayed that God would um, help us put out some of these projects, these building projects that we long to see happening. And out of a pandemic, when we had little money, no resources, two years ago, we were able to launch the Lighthouse, this wonderful space for children and young people to learn about Jesus. And then two years later, when we have even less money, We're able to soon launch this kitchen. And who knows what we'll do in two years' time. Trusting God in the silence. When you invite God into a situation, when you wait with faith, when you do the things that God calls you to do, whether you see it or not, God is at work transforming lives. That's the first thing. Learn to trust God in the silence, even when you don't see anything happening. And then the second thing that Jesus says in these parables, the second parable, the parable of the mustard seed, he says, learn to have a mustard seed mentality. 
Learn to have a mustard seed mentality. So in the second paragraph, Jesus gives an example of how something so small and so insignificant could grow to be something so large and so powerful. And again, a wonderful illustration from nature and creation. He says in verse 31, he says this, The kingdom of God is like a mustard seed, which is the smallest of all the seeds on the earth. Yet when it's planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants, with such big branches that the birds can perch in its shade. Jesus says this is what the kingdom of God looks like. God takes something small and insignificant, and there's something that's easily overlooked, and he makes it to be something that's an oasis, that's a haven, that's a shelter, a place of restoration, a place of faith, and a place of joy. We see this again and again as you read through the scriptures, particularly in the Gospels. Jesus again and again takes things which are small and insignificant and are nothing, and he turns into something of blessing and of joy and of great magnitude. He takes a small boy's lunch, and he feeds thousands. He takes an encounter with a woman caught in adultery, and he uses it to be one of the greatest lessons of judgment and grace and forgiveness. He takes a tax collector up a tree and he uses that as their wonderful account of transformation and changed lives. And he takes the cross, this, this sign, this, this sign of defeat in the, early, in the early church, in the early Eastern world. The cross, the sign of defeat. And he turns into the greatest symbol of victory in human history. The greatest symbol of victory in all of creation. Actually through this sign which everyone thought was a defeat. Jesus brings us into a right relationship with our Father forever, reconciliation, that we can receive God's love and enter into that place. Again and again, he takes things which is insignificant, small and overlooked and turns them into things of beauty and transformation and victory. But you have to have eyes of faith and expectation and hope of what God can do with you when you place your life in his hands. He often just takes the simple acts of service that you do. They're simple things. Maybe it's just a word of encouragement or the prayer you fired up or the person who helps out to put the chairs up before the service starts or the person who serves at the food bank or whatever it is, those simple things which you think no one else sees. God sees that he takes those things and he uses them for something bigger, something that brings glory to his name. Learn to have a mustard seed mentality. Learn to see what God can do with the little things which we often overlook. You may not always see the results, but God is always at work. Because if you're walking with Jesus, whether you see it or not, God is always at work in your life today. When I was at Theological College, one of my tutors shared um, a wonderful story with me, and sadly she's not with us anymore, she's with the Lord, we'll be reunited one day. But she shared a story with me that when she was growing up on an estate in East London, there used to be a small little youth group and a local vicar used to gather a few young people and try to do some fun stuff with them but teach them about faith. And then she moved away and um, that youth group over time closed down and that vicar probably didn't know what happened to most of those young teenagers, what they went on to do in their life. And then many years later, she was able to bump into him and she said, I'm now an ordained minister of the Church of England, but I'm training people up to go out throughout the whole nation to tell people about God's love. And she said, the thing that you thought was probably maybe a failure and bore no fruit, 
There are now people going out throughout this whole nation telling people about Jesus and spreading the gospel. But he didn't see it. He didn't see the results of the seed he sowed, the investment that he made of what God would do with that and take it and use it for his glory and for his kingdom. I wonder what are the things that you might have done or said to someone or prayed over someone or might do this week, this month, this season, which maybe you'll never see the results, but God will take that thing and he will use it to do something so great and so beautiful and so transformative. And the thing is that scripture says that's what God will do. It's not if, but he will do. He takes that seed and he says it grows to be a mustard seed where even birds can perch in it. But I've seen mustard seeds. I've never seen birds perch in mustard seeds, but the image that God is saying is it's going to be the most amazing mustard plant you've ever seen in your whole life. You may not always see the results, but God is at work. Learn to trust God in the silence and learn to have the mustard seed mentality. And then we begin to see the kingdom of God grow. And sometimes we try to picture and imagine what God would do if we do this ministry or that ministry. But scripture says he's able to do immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine. Sometimes he does things outside our thinking and our creativity. We just need to be open and welcoming and serving and trust him when we don't see anything happen. Actually, that thing that we thought was a failure might just be the thing which bursts fruit and transforms lives. If you're walking with Jesus, whether you see it or not, Jesus is at work in your life today. And that's God's promise. If you're able, would you like to stand? I'd like to invite the band to come up. Just as we go into our next time of worship, I'd love to just give some space and some time for us to pray. And and I think as we come to the end of this term, going through the summer now, which is a wonderful time of refreshment and restoration for all of us, there's a danger that we can be disappointed. And we think, Lord, you know, we've had pandemic and we look throughout the whole nation and churches aren't as full as they used to be and things don't feel the same. You know, it's the same for Israel. When they returned back to Israel in the time of Zerubbabel, they tried to rebuild the temple and it wasn't the same. It wasn't the same as Solomon's temple. Solomon's temple was glorious and it was the most majestic thing you'd ever seen. Some weeped, some criticized and some just said, it's not the same. And God speaks through the prophet Zechariah. He says, I think it's Zechariah 4.10, do not despise the day of small things. Do not despise the day of small things. He says to Zerubbabel, I'm going to do something amazing with this small thing. This temple, which is not as great as the previous, it's going to be even better. And what Zerubbabel didn't realize was, God wasn't talking about buildings. He was talking about his spirit, his son, through Zerubbabel, Jesus was going to be born, the saviour of the world. And through Jesus' ascension, the Spirit comes so that none of us are ever without the Spirit. And the Bible says that we are now the temple of the Holy Spirit, something so much more glorious than Solomon and Zerubbabel could ever imagine. Do not despise the day of small things. 
terribly disappointed by what's happened. God is at work, whether you see it or not. This is the, the message of the kingdom. This is how the kingdom of God grows. It's happening under the service. I mean, God births up. The seed's already sown. We don't have to sow the seed. Jesus says the seed's sown. It's happening. Whether you sleep day or night, it's going to grow. But I'm inviting you to be part of it. That's the invitation for you to be part of what I'm doing here. Whatever God's doing here at St. Saviors and Sunbury, that's the invitation for you this morning. He says, something's happening. I'm inviting you to be part of it. This call of my vineyard, I'm going to do something amazing. It's going to be different to what you may think. The invitation is for you to be part of it. So Holy Spirit, we invite you to be here this morning. And we pray, Lord, that we would learn to trust you in the silence, even when we don't see stuff going, to trust you, that you're working, Lord. You're always working. You're working in our hearts and our lives and our church and our community. And we thank you, Lord, that even those small things that you're able to take and just do something magnificent with it. And I invite you now maybe just to offer to the Lord your disappointments, your, your lack of patience. I'm, I'm so impatient. I want things to happen yesterday, if you're like me. And it's sometimes the hardest thing is to wait on the Lord. And maybe just offer that to him today. Lord, this is my disappointment. So Holy Spirit, we invite you to come here this morning. We thank you that we are temples of the Holy Spirit. You, you reside in us. You long to do great things in us. And if we're walking with you, your promise is, whether we see it or not, that you are at work in us today. And we pray, Lord, over every single seed sown in our hearts this morning, that you would water by your Holy Spirit, that you would grow by your power, and that we would see great fruit in our lives and in the lives of this community. We long to see a place where you reign, Lord, where your kingdom reigns in our church, but in our lives, in our home, in our work, in our schools, our colleges. We want to long to see your, you reign, Lord. We want to see miracles. We want to see people turn to you. We want to see people healed. We want to see a move of your Holy Spirit. And it's not dependent on us. The results are not about us. It's all about you. So we thank you, Jesus, for all you want to do. This morning we hand the reins over to you. All our agendas, our plans, our strategy. And we say, come, Lord, come and have your way. Come and move amongst us and in us and through us. Thank you that you're working today. Come, Holy Spirit. And as we move into a time of worship, may it be your prayer this morning. I encourage you to make that your prayer this morning. To just raise your hope that God is working. If you're walking with him, and all that means is that you're, you're committed. You're committed to follow Jesus, whatever that looks like, to just be open to what he's saying.
if you're walking with him regardless of whether you see it or not regardless of your ability regardless of your experience God is working in your life today
while we were worshipping one of the, the words that came to my mind was the word insignificance and maybe you're here this morning and you just feel your gift or your offering or what you have isn't good enough and you're carrying that that label of insignificance and God says actually what you have is enough and that all of us in this room every single one of us we have everything we need live for Christ Jesus what we will do or we have done but at this moment we have everything we need to live for Christ Jesus we have it in him 